Hey everybody, it's Dr. Robin with another episode of Let's Be Real About Education. I'm currently a public school principal with over 20 years in education, from kindergarten to working at a university. I'm a passionate educator, lover of learning, and most importantly, a busy mother of two. I'm here to share all things education from a professional but realistic perspective. If you can relate to anything I said, this podcast is made for you. Hey y'all, welcome back. Today I want to talk to you about some lessons that I learned from our first week of school. I think this is kind of apropos since my last podcast was talking about why I love the summer. And so that time has kind of flown by and we are actually in our first week of school. We just finished our first week of school. And one, I'm super, super tired as um, most beginning of the school year administrators are. It's just really super hard to get that year started that first week, but it gets better after that. Um, But this year, I think I'm unusually tired for a different reason. Because we started off the school year in a really unorthodox way. Like it just was not the way that it typically is. So it was pretty tiring for me, even though it was virtual and we didn't have any kids at school and we didn't really have many teachers there either. There was so much that needed to be done to transition to this new style of learning that I am bush, y'all. I'm super beat. But the one good thing that did happen is... I learned some really important lessons that I feel like I need to share. And some of these lessons are lessons that, you know, we've heard it before. We all know better, but sometimes you just need a little reminder. So I'm going to talk to you today about some lessons learned that probably tired me out even more. But also now I know that I can be successful or more successful later just from these few lessons that I learned. So let's get started. Let me share them with you. The most important lesson I learned, y'all, I was wanting to be the principal of the year and I wanted to be, um, I remember in an interview one time, I said, I'm the ultimate resource. And that is a very impressive line, but it's a horrible line to use. It's a horrible line to live by because being the ultimate resource is extremely tiring. So one thing that I learned this go round is, Do not say you can call me for anything at any time, because guess what? People will take you at your word. They will do it. And so this year, not only did I tell my staff that, which I tell my staff and and faculty that every year, this year I extended that offer to the parents. Now, the good thing about the offer that was kind of okay is I work at a really small school. It's not very big you know, few hundred uh, students and, you know, families. So it's not a big deal to extend that offer is what I was thinking. Um, but I was getting, you know, 10, 20, upwards of 30 sometimes phone calls or texts a day. And sometimes, you know, it was just, it, it became a little overwhelming because one, it, even though it sounds good, it's not very realistic that you can, solve every problem that everybody's going to call you with. Now, sometimes you can direct them in the right, you know, down the right path, but you just can't always solve those problems. And and I think that's the 
what I gave off was that, Hey, if you call me, I'm going to solve this for you. So people started, um, foregoing the help desk and the family information center and just anything they needed. They started calling me to take care of those needs. And just realistically, it was stuff I couldn't do. Like, I don't, I cannot enroll your child in my school, even though I would love to have your child. We have enrollment centers that do that. I cannot always troubleshoot and fix your computer. We have an IT help desk for that. Um, I cannot process payroll. We have a payroll department for that. So that was one of the mistakes that I learned is I will not ever again say call me for anything. Um, I was getting calls, texts, emails all throughout the night. People would start calling me as early as 630 in the morning because they wanted to get an early start and they figured I was up and I was. But then it started really cutting into my personal time and my home life. So don't do that. Don't say call me for anything. The next lesson that I learned is, and this kind of ties back into what I just finished talking about. Have a team in place with defined roles. So most of us think that we do that really well, right? You know, I'm going to use my leadership team and I'm going to have them do this, that, and whatever. But what I noticed with my leadership team this year is I don't think I was very clear about exactly what I needed. I think I ran stuff by my leadership team, but I didn't necessarily define the roles and the expectations as far as what I needed them to do. And part of the reason was because we were not on contract. So then I I felt really, I felt like I couldn't get them to commit to certain things when they weren't on contract even though some people actually don't mind they're they're Some of the teachers are there to do what's best for our students. And if that includes working at a time that's off contract and that's something that they voluntarily do, then that's okay. But I really felt um, bad about asking people to help me. There were even people that were not on the leadership team that were willing to help. And I would say, no, I got it. You enjoy the rest of your summer. And, you know, you'll be back soon enough. I don't want to overwhelm you. Well, in the meantime, guess who was overwhelmed? That would be me. I was super, super overwhelmed. And I started asking for volunteers. Now, here's the problem with that. Volunteers are fabulous. Like there are so many things that we cannot do without volunteers. But when you have volunteers instead of your staff members, It's almost like you have to teach them beforehand and that takes even more time than had you not had the volunteers. Um, And then there were certain things that we were dealing with that I would say, well, I don't really feel comfortable with volunteers looking up student information because that's kind of confidential and I don't want to do that. You know, and so I would I would find myself saying, oh, let me do that part. Okay, I'm gonna do that, too. It just was a lot. Um, and then it would throw my system off because these are people that may or may not know me very well. Typically they don't know you that well if they're volunteers, whereas my staff that I've been working with now, this is my sixth year working with them. They kind of know my flow. They know what I expect. They know what I like. They knew the students, you know, whatever we were working on, they were almost as familiar or even more familiar in some situations as I was. So um, the one thing that I specifically think about is this past week, we are all virtual learning because of the pandemic. So for the first month, for sure, we're going to be 100% virtual learning with students 
doing um, their learning at home using technological devices. And our district committed to providing devices to anyone who needed one, which was just awesome because they were putting student safety first and but wanting to make sure there was an equity piece involved. So anybody who needed a device was given a device. We also had accommodations for internet and just anything you need so that the student could be successful. Whole nother story, but it was pretty fabulous that we did that. So in order for students to get, have a device or get a device, guess what had to happen? Somebody had to coordinate that whole initiative all across the district and we're a large district. So at my school, I was the one, of course, to coordinate it. And we had to get all these computers synced and logged in and taken care of and hooked up to the system and passwords and just all of this. And so I had these volunteers that came in and I had stations. Okay, hey, I, I'd already planned this out. You're going to work at this station. You're going to work at that station. Looked up, volunteers were, you know, had to leave at a certain time or they didn't understand or they decided to switch with someone who was at a inside station and maybe they were outside, so they're going to switch for a bit. And I literally spent the bulk of my time explaining to the volunteers exactly what I needed them to do. We had two different types of computers. We had one computer that was newer a little thinner and lighter. And then we had these big bulky, heavier computers that were, I would just use the word more durable. Well, there were certain students that I was like, uh, this little baby right here is probably going to need that durable computer because I can, I can imagine that they're going to drop it a few times or be a little rough on it. So I'd rather give them the durable computer. Well, chances are, if I had a faculty or staff member working with me, they they are well aware of who needs that durable computer and who would be okay with the um the the less durable computers but when you're dealing with the volunteer they're not necessarily aware of these students or the difference in the computer so everybody's getting it you know and then i had a high maintenance couple of high maintenance families maybe that they want the computer to look a certain way or maybe they have multiple kids and they want both the kids to have the same computer and you know this is just going to be a needier family. Well, if I'm working with faculty or staff from the school, typically they know who that family is and so they can accommodate them in that way. So just little things like that um, were, were really difficult to maneuver when I had volunteers versus staff members. I wish what I would have done is had a little, a combination of both. Maybe my volunteers could have just taken the device to the car and get them to sign. And my staff and faculty could have been doing another um, part of the process where they're logging students in and picking out computers for students and, and whatnot. But again, this whole topic is lessons learned. So that's the lesson that I learned. Also, we always say this it's pretty cliche, but a lot of times we don't follow it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, it's okay to say, like, not just help as far as uh, the manpower, but sometimes to say, I don't really know how I should do this. I don't know um, if this is a good decision that I'm making. Ask for help. You have so many specialists all around you. You have specialists in your building. Your colleagues can be specialists. You know, they say, don't be the smartest person in the room. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. If so, you need to the change, the crowd that you hang with. So you have all types of people around you that should be able to help you. 
which takes me to my next um, learning lesson learned was uh, be well prepared and sometimes prepare for the unpredictable, which sounds like impossible. But try to have a backup plan in case something did happen. What if this whole operation is not working? What am I going to do next? So one thing that I did that I thought was just awesome. We were distributing computers and we were given a certain timeline. Let's just say a week. Maybe we could start on Monday and go into the next week or whatever. You know, pick a couple of days to do that. So, you know, you got your silver stars and your high flyers that are like, you know what? We're going to start on Monday. We're going to get these computers out as early as possible. Well, I didn't do that. I actually waited until Thursday. So I waited till Thursday because I knew on Monday, a lot of my colleagues were going to do it and they were going to find mistakes and then they could share it with me and say, oh, this was horrible. Um, you know, one teacher said I didn't do appointments and I got to school and it was a line not just around the school, but up the street, the police had to come and direct traffic. It was so horrible. So I was like, mm, make appointments. Then I had another one that said, I made appointments from eight to five. And I mean, it was a long day. People were coming back and forth all day. We didn't get a break. It was just crazy. Mm, give a time window. Like I'm going to give two different windows. I'm going to give an AM window have a two hour in between time for me to resync computers or whatever I need to do. And then I'll give an afternoon window. Learn from that person. I had another person who said, uh, my parents were getting out the car and coming into the building. I was trying to tell them not to because of the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Made a sign, you know, pull up, do not get out of your car. We'll bring you the computer, whatever I needed to communicate to them. So you learn from your colleagues, you learn from those other people around you about maybe what you should and should not do. That's what I did. Another thing is um, when you're planning, you need to start early with the planning. So I feel like where I messed up was I was going to be giving out computers on Thursday and maybe I didn't get started to Tuesday, like making sure they were all set up, reading through the packet of what I needed to do and how to give them out. And so by Thursday, I had it. But I just barely had it like it wasn't ingrained in me what the process should look like. And sometimes I didn't even have enough time to really uh, I'm going to use the word marinate, like focus on everything that needed to be done. So I took all this advice from my colleagues and I implemented it, but I still didn't have a concrete plan to implement it into. I used that advice to devise my plan and that probably just wasn't the best idea. I probably should have had a plan and then used my advice from my colleagues to tweak it. So that was just a, you know, a lesson that I learned is you, you can never be too prepared. You know, you feel like if you just barely got it or you think you pretty much got it, then you need to prepare a little bit more. You need to be a hundred percent sure. Like I got it. You know, this is how it's going to work. This is how I envision it. I made the signs, the forms the this, the that. And I felt like I did it. But just like I said, when I got to the point of actually implementing it, it was a little bit more than I thought about it. I didn't have it planned out well enough. I didn't have, um, for example, I knew I had stations that I wanted to have stations, but my stations weren't necessarily set up beforehand because my mind said, oh, you know, we're just going to get there like an hour early and set up and then we'll start the stations. Well, an hour early, the volunteers were showing up. And at that time I had to 
kind of school them on what my expectations were. So I didn't have time to set up the stations. Then we had parents showing up 30 minutes early to get the devices. They're ready because they're there. Volunteers are on fire, so they're ready to go. But I wasn't ready. So it's just super, super important to be well prepared. The next one is give yourself grace. You are only human. So you are, even if you are prepared 120%, something is going to happen, you know, that's unexpected. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be patient with yourself, be flexible with yourself. You're only human. You're not super principal. Even though we want to be super principal, you're not going to be super principal, you know, all the time. Um, so that was one thing that I learned about myself. I would feel so bad and think about what are these parents going to think? I dropped the ball. It didn't work the way I wanted it to work, but that's okay. I'm human. Give yourself grace and, and just understand that you're, you're trying and you, you gave it your best, but maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted to. And then finally, and this goes with the, the previous one, reflect and make changes accordingly. So, on Thursday, when I started handing out computers, it was a not the greatest. A lot of, you know, I did a, um, a, a Google Doc form that parents could sign up and say, I want a computer, blah, blah, blah. Well, by the time they started filling it out, it the form wasn't exactly what I needed. I could see who wanted it, but it wasn't in a particular order. Um, I had parents from other schools signing up to, to pick up a device because somebody would forward them the link. Um, it, sometimes there were spaces where people didn't understand where to put their name. So it would just be like first grader needs a computer. Well, I needed to sign that first grader in, but I wouldn't know the name and the parent didn't know where to put the name. So I saw a lot of errors. So then I went back and found another, um, platform or app that I could use that was a way for them to sign up. And it was just a little more clear and a little more spelled out. Not only did I do that, I printed the list, I alphabetized it, I linked names, parent names with student names so that if the parent only put their name, I could say, oh, that's Bobby's mom. You know, I just had various lists that I could reference and make sure I knew who was coming. And then I, I, I laid my computers out by time. So they would sign up for 15 minute increments from 9 to 9.15. I would have those computers in the first stack. 915 to 9:30 second stack you know I just had them it was super super organized and I only knew to do it that way because that first day was pretty chaotic even though parents some were saying hey that was really smooth the second day that we did it was fabulous because we tweaked our system some and that's okay if you live by the motto like tomorrow is a new day um, and you're not afraid to make changes midway. You know, some people hate that. They want to just continue with, okay, this is how I started. I started with a Google Doc, so I got to continue with it. Google Docs are great for a lot of stuff, but that particular situation, it didn't work for me. So I had to try something new and it, it pretty much worked out. So just to recap, I'm talking a little fast today. I'm super, super tired, but I'm kind of super pumped because I want to, I want to grow from these lessons that I learned. But first thing, remember, don't say, call me for anything. They will. Don't do that. Second, have a team in place with defined roles. What do you need people to do? Ask for help. Describe, explain how that's going to look. Next, 
be well prepared. Try to prepare for the unpredictable. Like what could happen? What might happen? What happens if this whole thing flops? What's my plan B, C, or D? So kind of have some backup plans. Um, sometimes learn from your colleagues. What did they do right? What did they do wrong? And I remember one particular colleague, I just straight up said, what should I do? And she kind of spelled it out for me. So that was great. Next, remember to give yourself grace. It is okay that you made a mistake the day before. Just don't live in that mistake. Move on. And finally, reflect and make changes. You made a mistake the day before. This is how I'm going to change it and correct it. And then I'm going to expect a better day. So that was my quick little spiel on my lessons that I learned from the first week of school. I hope everyone has a wonderful first week of school if you haven't already had it. And I'm pretty sure these lessons will apply for many other situations. Hope everyone has a fabulous school year. And that's it with... Thanks for listening. Hope this helped. And I hope you tune in again for Let's Be Real About Education. Thank you.